program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Sustainability from Within with your host, Sibeli Salviato. If you've ever asked yourself questions about how to bring about real change in your world and the world of those around you, you're going to love what we have in store for you today and every week. You can empower yourself to be that change agent. Now, here is Sibeli Salviato. Hello, here we are in a new episode for Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. And today we have a very special guest. Um, I would like to introduce you to Isabel Himanoxi. She, she has her BA uh, in psychology and she has her MBA from University of Palermo. And also she has her doctorate at Columbia U- University where she studied and researched some powerful mindset uh, from people that were doing some um, contributions in the world. And from that, she wrote her beautiful book called The Big Bang Bean. Um, that will be our subject today. So, hello, Isabel. Hello. Nice to be here, Sibeli. Thank you very much for you to be here. It's a great pleasure to have you here. My pleasure. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and um, your motivations to write your book and do your research? Hmm. Well, it's interesting that you this title, Sustainability from the Inside Out, because that was really the first unexpected experience I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the year uh, 2003, and I was participating in a workshop um, as a a coaching workshop and the exercise that we had to do was um, was called the Amazing Achievement Award and so we had to uh, write a speech of acceptance of an award that we would be given seven years in the future mm-hmm. so when I, I, I like these games so I said oh how nice I will be given an award in seven years that is so long in the future and uh, so, what is the what is it that I did to or I will have done to deserve this award? So I started to think, oh, and then after a few minutes, I said, why would anyone give me an an award? <laughs> and uh, I was doing, I was, I had a happy life, and I was doing well professionally. I was working as an executive coach and a team coach, and. Clients were happy and, and they paying and but when it came this question, why would anyone give me an award? What it was actually questioning is what is the greater good that I am doing? Mm-hmm. Not just do a good professional service for a client and he pays the bill, but what is the greater good? And I I realized that nothing that I was doing at that time 
was deserving an award. Mm. So imagine that I had an existential crisis in 15 <laughs> minutes <laughs> and I discovered that I had a meaningless life. So that was such a profound shock because mm -hmm. I was really happy with what I was doing, but I said, well, there must be something, there is something missing here. Mm -hmm. So I started to think, what is it that I could do, maybe using my skills that could potentially mm -hmm. become uh, deserving an award and I said I am good at coaching talking to people one-on-one -on -one. maybe I can become a legacy coach maybe I can work with people who want to make a difference mm -hmm. people that are they I imagine that they were important corporate leaders and because of the coaching sessions that mm -hmm. I imagined doing mm -hmm. they would rethink how they were making decisions, what is the impact of those decisions in the environment, on the community. And by rethinking it, they would do different type of decisions. Mm -hmm. And that would have a bit better impact on the community or on the environment. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, actually, they would do all the work and I would get their prize. But uh, <laughs> it was just a game. And, uh, but it really became something that guided me. And I think in my unconscious, I didn't have it as a plan, but unconsciously it was a guide. And so mm -hmm. I started to, to work in that direction. Mm -hmm. So it was from the inside out, as you see. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's always like that, right? Yes. Don't yes. <laughs> think there is other possibility. Yeah. And and then in your journey, you continue to be um, a coach, and I know that you have your your career there, and um, you came up with your research. Um, can you tell us, without spoiling, of course, your book, but can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you, you know, the research that you did that drove you to the book? Yes. You know what was interesting? I One day I was talking to a, a friend in, in Argentina, and she was asking me, so what is uh, your, what are you researching in your mm -hmm. doctoral program? And I said, well, I'm researching business leaders who are making a difference in the community or in the environment through, because I want to know why they are doing it mm -hmm. and what can we learn from them. And she said, oh, you are doing a research on CSR. <laughs> and I thought of CSI, that was a series on TV. And yeah. I said, what do you mean, CS what? <laughs> and she said, CSR. And I said, I don't understand. What does it mean? I never had heard that term. Wow. And she said, oh, this is corporate social responsibility. And I mm -hmm. said, uh-huh. <laughs> and so she started to talk to me and give me a lecture, and I couldn't understand very much of what she was saying. She talked about sustainability and corporate uh, responsibility and all these terms which were very new for me. Mm -hmm. And so then when I came home, I did a, a Google search, and I found on Amazon so many titles about that. And I bought in one day, I bought 15 books. That wow. was the only day in my life where I bought 15 books in one day. <laughs> but I realized that I was about to do a research on something that I that had a different name. And mm -hmm. I didn't even know about it. So, yes, my uh, what I called leaders leaving a, shaping a legacy became leaders championing sustainability initiatives. Mm -hmm because I realized that we were talking about the same thing and it had that name. And uh, I studied 16 leaders. I selected them because they were successful, mm 
uh, as champions of initiatives that totally changed the way the corporation was operating. Mm -hmm. They were the ones that introduced a different way of doing it, and they were seen by their peers, by the board, by other leaders as crazy, <laughs> because that they were not hired to do that. Mm -hmm. They were hired, in some, in some cases, they were the president, CFO, fine, uh, they were in the legal, uh, legal department or mm -hmm. uh, strategy, but they were not hired to do this. And suddenly something had changed in, uh, for them that they said, we need to work in a different way. And they had to convince others. And the interesting thing of these uh, interviews was the finding uh, that the change had started inside of them. Mm -hmm. It was a change. Uh, it was something that touched their soul at some point they started to ask uh, them, themselves deeper questions. For example, they all knew that things were happening in the environment uh, maybe 10 years ago, not so much as today. There mm -hmm. was not so much awareness, but there were still were things happening. Mm -hmm. But they just never connected the dots. And suddenly when they realized that it was really serious, they started to think, how am I contributing to this? Oh, my God, I'm not a bad person. And we are doing this. The industry is doing this to the soil, to the air, to the water, mm -hmm. uh, carbon emissions. This is what is... We are doing that. I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I heard over and over the getting shocked by saying, oh, my God, one guy said, I felt suicidal for the first time in my life. Wow. I cannot be contributing to this. I'm a good person. So once they started to see that they were playing a role without knowing it, mm -hmm. they said, well, I have to do something. I cannot just sit with this information. I need to talk to others. I need to share with others, and we have to do something. But, you know, interestingly, the change always started with these deeper questions. Who am I? Why am I in this role? What is maybe my, my mission? What, is, uh, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm -hmm. Why do I have the privilege of this authority, this hierarchy? And what am I doing with it? And how does this connect with my values? Now that I see mm -hmm. these two things... That doesn't, it's not consistent with my values. Mm -hmm. I am a good person. I have children, grandchildren. I am not doing, and not intentionally doing harm. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a deep soul, soul searching. Mm -hmm. So there was a moment of connection because what you were saying is that they were disconnected, acting as things were completely separated. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and suddenly they connected dots, right? Yes, I um, it was not one moment. Mm -hmm. I learned it was an accumulation of moments. Oh. It was like one day they thought this, the next time they had a, a meeting with someone, and then they learned a little bit more about the read a book or heard an expert. Mm -hmm. It was a progressive thing, but mm -hmm. it was like a seed that fell and started to be watered by new information, new information, and it started to grow. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't uh, deny it anymore. Mm -hmm. they, could, they had to face it. It was coming back and back and back. It was not a one-day enlightenment, oh, now I'm a changed person since mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. It was uh, incrementally. Mm -hmm. But it was a turning point, and they couldn't go back to be who they were before. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. And you saw this as a pattern 
from the all, all the the research that you did. The, yes, well, there? I did a, a qualitative uh, study, mm-hmm. so that means that I did a sixteen cases. This mm-hmm. is not a big sample, and we cannot draw conclusions for the whole world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can uh, see patterns. Mm-hmm. And after my study, uh, there are some other studies that came afterwards that uh, almost were replication. Confirmed. Uh, there's a study by Steve Shine, and he uh, tried to establish a correlation between what these leaders were doing that were championing initiatives with a positive impact and what was their level of uh, human development from Mm -hmm. the theory of personal development. And he found similar findings. Mm -hmm. What I, the only thing that in my, in my small uh, group of interviews, there was one person that was, had a different uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. For that person, it was not about a personal transformation. Mm-hmm. And you know what, what, was the, what I found? This was a, a person that studied biology and environmental science as a background. Oh. All the others came from business, engineering, accounting, uh, from law school. They came from different areas. But there was one that came from biology. And somehow the thinking of mm-hmm. that person from the start mm. was shaped in a different way. He knew we were all connected oh. <laughs> because that's what you learn in biology. Uh-huh. For him, it was not a spiritual discovery that we are connected. It, was, it came from his uh, background. That was the only person that didn't have that shift in, mm-hmm. in the mind. That's beautiful. That's different information. I mean... Um, I could imagine that when you do d- different kind of science in college, you have some different perspectives of life, but um, I would not imagine that um, that would pose such a difference. Uh, yes, it was a surprise for me, and I thought we need to have a biology course in our business schools. <laughs> Definitely, yes, <laughs> that's nice, yeah, that's nice. So we are approaching the, 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 the break, so I don't want to start a big... <clears throat> subject right now, but I want to ask you, and maybe we can continue next next um, in the next um, block. Uh, what are the challenges that those people faced? Did they ch- share with you their their challenges and the obstructions? You know. Yes, I think uh, the challenge. There, I would say there was an internal and an external challenge. Mm-hmm. The internal challenge is. Can I silence this voice? And if not, what can I do? <laughs> because this is all so new and there, no one knows the answers. We cannot call an expert that will give us the answers. Mm-hmm. The, we are making, like Machado says, we do the, work, the road by walking. Mm-hmm. So that was the internal one. Mm-hmm. The external was, uh, how do I convince others? Mm-hmm. about this what just happened to me and I can tell you a story when we come back uh, uh, that is uh, related to that <laughs> that's fantastic so you were saying that the first thing they did was trying to shut up themselves <laughs> yes <laughs> well a denial like it was too weird well, yes. so I said, well maybe can I go back and they couldn't yeah wow that's fantastic that's beautiful. So, um, so before we go to the break, I just would like to invite people to know a little bit more about you, about your book. Um, they can go find 
big bang being developing a mindset a sustainable mindset uh, at Amazon and other places and is there any website Isabel that um, you would like to to share or your email or you know something that people can connect with you there is a website uh, from the book that is called bigbangbeing.com mm-hmm. uh, so that is very easy mm-hmm. um, then I write for the Huffington Post so that's where I do my blogs uh, mm-hmm. every week or every two weeks yeah I recommend I have read, read some of your, your articles I, I do like it very much mm-hmm. that's nice okay. food for thought Yes, food for thought, definitely. Oh, we need that a lot. That's fantastic. Okay. So uh, we're going for a break. And when you come back, you're going you're gonna to share your story about the challenges. And we continue with this big, big being, this okay. new being that we are developing for a sustainable world. Okay. <laughs> Keep tuned. <laughs> your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O dot com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, Sibeli can be reached at sibelisalviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. Hello, and we are back to Sustainability from Within, today with a very special guest, Isabel Himanoxi, and she's uh, talking to us about her book, Big Bang Being, Developing a Sustainable, the Sustainable Mindset, uh, which is all about our show here, how to really develop a sustainable a sustainable mindset from inside out, right? And um, and in the last block, Isabel was talking a little bit about the challenges of the people that she researched, people that um, had somehow some changing in their uh, life as executives and then 
<clears throat> they decided that they had to do something or maybe they tried to shut up themselves, that inner voice that said that they need to change, they need to do something, they are good people and they realized they were kind of having a bad impact in the world. Right, Isabel? Yes, unintended. Unintended, impact. yes, of course. I think that was the, the key to see that uh, one person said uh, he was uh, he didn't know about uh, the impact of industry on the environment. This is mm -hmm. a, a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. So someone gave him a book, The Ecology of Commerce, by Paul Hawke, and he said, "You know, Isabel, we were I, we were reading the book." Uh, out loud. I was reading it out loud at night in bed to my wife. Mm -hmm. And we would hug and cry. We couldn't believe what we were learning. And we are the captains of the industry and they were talking about the role of the industry in damaging our natural resources and contaminating our soils, our water, our mm -hmm. air and creating carbon footprint. And we said, and we are good people. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was, um, yeah, the discovering the unintentional damage mm -hmm. that they mm -hmm. were doing. Yeah. And I wanted to share, you asked what challenges they, they were facing. And one interesting thing that I noticed was that uh, while uh, almost most of the people I studied uh, went through this personal transformation and this insight, and they connected with their soul, their, their higher purpose, uh, in different ways, they called it different names, mm -hmm. but it was a spiritual experience uh, that fueled them mm -hmm. to do a change. However, the moment they said, I need to do something, I need to talk to others, I need to talk to my colleagues, other leaders need to know about this in my organizations, mm -hmm. what they said is, I need to make a business case. Mm -hmm. So they started to think, how can I make a business case to convince the others mm -hmm. that it makes sense, that it makes sense money, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that there's a, a profit case uh, to be made, or saving money or, or, or being more competitive or having an advantage or whatever. And that was for me so interesting because none of them was convinced and motivated by money. <laughs> yes, isn't that impressive? It was it was a spiritual experience. However, mm -hmm. the moment they go out of their office, they say, I need to make a business case. <laughs> like that is the only language other people will understand. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a, um, how do you say, a blind spot. Yes. Because none of them could think for one moment that what if the same uh, process works for others. Mm -hmm. What works for me maybe works for others. Mm -hmm. No, they couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, even today, uh, if you look at the many conferences or publications that are trying to make the case about sustainability and our behaviors and our uh, processes or products, you will see that there are two, uh, like, two lines, two categories, and mm -hmm. I just wrote about this on the, on the Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. uh, either we talk about, look, everything bad is happening, and it will get worse. Mm -hmm. Sea rise level, and, uh, you know, we will have more problems with this, more droughts, mm -hmm. more this, more costs, more insurance. What are you going to do? Because things are really happy, uh, going bad, mm -hmm. not real bad. 
And on the other hand, they said, look, what some innovators are doing, can you look, take a inspiration or you can get more, more profit, uh, you can do business and do good at the same time, and there are some people that are doing it. But no one talks about what does it mean for our values, yes. for our higher values, yes. not the values of what's in it for me, how can I make a better competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. What is in it for me as a, as a being, as mm-hmm. a higher soul? Mm-hmm. How does this speak to me? And that is, to me, the, the missing part because yes. if, if you look around, people get motivated by that. They don't get motivated by the money. Yes. No one does. Yes, yes, I'm 100% with you. That's and amazing. And still, it's something like we cannot talk about it. Well, the new ages, yes, they talk about mindfulness <laughs> and consciousness. Uh, but how do you incorporate this? Uh, yes, yes. Well, you know, getting a little bit out of, you know, the realms of your book, but maybe a little bit in as well. <clears throat> what is your impression as a psychologist? What 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 do you think that is in the way from those people that had a spiritual um, uh, moment, or let's say, or spiritual awareness, let's say, like that, when they could connect things that were not seen by them, and suddenly they saw it. Mm. What is the, what is there in the way for them to jump into? Oh, I need a business case to convince others. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I have given a lot of thought to that, and. Um, after I published my, finished my dissertation, when I was writing the book, that was one question that kept, com- kept coming over and over to me. What is still missing? Why, if people know it and feel it, why are they not acting more? And, you know, I started to uh, identify what I call the anchors of our identity. And I found that we have uh, in our Western, Northern civilization, we have a number of anchors of our identity which are very important values from our culture. Mm -hmm. For example, success. Mm -hmm. For example, growth. Mm -hmm. For example, independence, Mm -hmm. achievement, wealth, Mm -hmm. comfort. All these are uh, very important values. Mm-hmm. You cannot say this is not a value. We, yes. uh, governments, companies, everybody wants to grow. Grow is a good thing. Mm-hmm. However, uh, when you when you take a closer look, many of our problems are in these precise values because of the way we understand growth. Growth means doing more and more, having more, producing more, uh, and it's not necessarily producing more with less. Mm-hmm. Uh, using, uh, storing more goods, uh, making go- goods more accessible to everybody, but mm-hmm. without looking what is happening at the level of depletion or contamination or emissions at the same time. Mm-hmm. When we talk about independence, there's not one single person that says, I don't want to be independent. Everybody yes. wants to be independent, and yes. we are independent. Now, you tell me, Sibel, who is independent? Yeah. <laughs> no one. No one. Nobody. No one. Dependent from what? <laughs> from what? It just doesn't exist. We yeah. are not independent. However, independence is such a value of our culture and we never questioned it. Mm-hmm. 
what does it mean? I I talk about this with the students, and they fight back and say, well, wait a moment, independence, we need to be independent, okay? Give me an example how you're independent. Well, I could be independent if I uh, uh, live on my own. I just choose to live in a city, but I could go on an island. Mm -hmm. And then someone said, yes, and then... Who you would depend on the coconuts, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, and the fish, yes. Uh, <laughs> I still would depend. So I think there are some unquestioned values of our culture, and that those, because they are unquestioned, they are anchoring us in a way to act. Therefore, we feel one way, but it just doesn't match with our day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. So until we uh, scrutinize these values, until we pause and reflect, and what, what does independence mean and how does it connect with interdependence and how would my decisions be differently if I were more aware of our independence, which is actually happening. Yes. It's not, mm -hmm. So the same with, uh, with success, what does achievement mean? What does wealth mean? Is it a wealth of having? Is it a wealth of being? What makes me really happy? Is it uh, having things or is it being with my family? We just don't pause mm -hmm. to ponder mm -hmm. these values. And I think that is why we are uh, fall into the same, uh, how do you say, into the same lane. Mm -hmm. And it makes uh, the change more difficult. Mm -hmm. So that's why now in the course that I uh, I designed a course to develop the sustainability mindset and exploring these values is a very important part of it. Mm -hmm. Where is your course? Uh, um, would you like to share this a little bit, taking the opportunity you were talking about it now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I've been teaching this in this course for uh, five or six years. Mm -hmm. I started teaching it in uh, New Jersey and then in a business school in Fordham University. Now I'm in Florida, in Nova mm -hmm. Southeastern University, mm -hmm. which is hosting uh, um, this, this program. And uh, also, uh, for the last two years, uh, I invited colleagues from different uh, business schools around the world who were interested in the sustainability mindset and wanted to understand more and how to develop it. So we created a learning community. Mm -hmm. And that learning community um, brought together 38 academics mm -hmm. from 22 schools in 16 countries. Mm -hmm. um, and what we started to do is we started to have dialogues and have conversations and uh, what does the sustainability mindset mean? I mean, mm -hmm. I could define it in one way, but what is it for others and mm -hmm. what was their experience and how, uh, if they were trying to develop it with their students, what they were doing, how could they adapt, how could we learn from each other, leverage resources and accelerate change. Mm -hmm. And it became a very interesting uh, community because people found that they finally could talk about things that they couldn't talk with their colleagues wow. in the school. Yeah. You know, uh, business schools are very left-brained. You know, yes. It's also rational, and, and these things were not fitting into that category. So it was very lonely for them. They had some thought that something was missing, mm -hmm. and it created a space where we could have those conversations and encourage each other how we can develop it with the students. Mm -hmm. And the students love it. Yeah, I can the, imagine. <laughs> yes, they say, finally, yeah. well, finally we're talking about these things. They cannot believe it. Yeah. So now um, we have wonderful stories from students how quickly 
they transform mm. their thinking, their worldview. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. In, in eight weeks, in ten weeks, it creates a shift in their mm -hmm. worldview. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw some videos, some things in, I think, I don't know if you shared with me or I saw in YouTube, I saw some videos of the students um, sharing their cases there or some of their cases um, <clears throat> to, to an audience. It was beautiful to see their enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, yes, it's, it's amazing when you uh, make a space for them to have these conversations. First, they are surprised and then they just jump on it. Yeah. So much that, uh, uh, imagine I am finishing a term now uh, and uh, this week it will be the last class and last week one of the students said, what? We are finishing already. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that must be awesome to a teacher. <laughs> I've never heard such a thing. The best what? gift ever. Don't tell me we're finishing already. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. I think we're just making a space that is much needed. They feel the, the, this, the need for it, but they don't know how to articulate it. Yeah. So once you give that... Uh, that you provide yeah. a place to have that type of conversation. There's a hunger. Yeah. Yes. I think that the beautiful thing of what you were doing is that you were connecting left and right brain, like provide a bridge for people to, to manifest from their heart, yes. manifest, manifest from their soul, but in a very conventional business school, you know, in a way that they were not before, maybe they think they were not allowed to, right? Yes. Yes, yes, it's not a mainstream uh, mm -hmm. uh, conversation, mm -hmm. definitely. Many business schools have a problem. I, I met with people and say, well, you know, in my school, I cannot say spiritual because... Uh, yeah, it's a people, taboo. Yeah, you cannot talk about spiritual or religion. Well, we don't do religion, but yeah. we talk about values. Yeah, yes. there's a lot of misunderstanding about the spirituality as well, what, the, what it is about and, yeah. Uh, congratulations. I think this is really beautiful what you're doing. And maybe addressing uh, what you just said about um, about the values that are unquestioned mm -hmm. and, and that we all, I, I think that we all follow um, back to our uh, habits, let's say like that. So mm -hmm. back in, coming back to the, the leaders that you were researching, they had that aha moment, or maybe they built some some consciousness. But when they when they decide to act out, they have to come back to what they know, right? Which yes. is the business case. Definitely, I didn't have a chance to explore that with them because after I finished my dissertation and was writing the book a few years later, mm -hmm. is when I started to think what is missing. That is when I uh, started to explore this what I call the anchors of our unsustainability in the values. No? Mm -hmm. So I, I think if I would have known this before, maybe I would have asked and I explored it, but I didn't. So maybe for the, maybe, for the future. Maybe the next book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so um, I, I was um, looking at your book and, you know, connected with this that we are talking about. Um, I notice um, in the end, you say it is personal, and I, you know, of mm -hmm. course, I love it. It talks directly to to what I believe. Everything talks to what I believe, but there's, um, you know, um, a little bit 
directly talking about what, I, what I'm talking about here in this show. And also, I thought you you brought two concepts um, that were in the in the midst of what these people were doing, because even with their coming back to the normal normal. Uh, mindset, normal mean the one that they know, they were really doing some changes. They were implementing things. They were acting out, right? Mm, yes. And you brought the thinking and the being. And maybe this would be good to explore in our next block, if we can do sure. uh, some of that, you know, explore sure. a little bit of what, what it is, this, the thinking and, you know, as opposed or uh, in connection with the being, Okay, and uh, and maybe we can also talk a little bit about the the outcomes, you know. Uh, okay. Uh, of your research and uh, of this work. Okay, very good. Okay, so just remembering the name of the book is. Oh, by the way, I love this name. The Big <laughs> Bang Being is fabulous. <laughs> so I owe it to a, a good friend. I was thinking, how should I? What should be the, the, the title? And she said, Big Bang Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Mariam, you know Mariam. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, very creative, fantastic. So it's Big Bang, bang Bing, Developing the Sustainable Mindset um, with Isabel Himanoxi. Himanoxi. <laughs> you know that I'm confused here with letters. So we're going to go to a break. And after the break, we'll have more to explore about that. Um, thank you for being here until now. And keep tuned because it's becoming interesting, more interesting. <laughs> thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. As a Pathwork Helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email... 
Sibeli can be reached at sibelisalviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. So here we are with Isabel Himanoxi. We are exploring her beautiful book called Big Bang Bean, Developing the Sustainable Mindset. And um, we were talking about, you know, um, how those um, executives that Isabel researched um, had some obstacles and the obstacles was were to first question themselves and, 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 and secondly, go out and convince other people. And it was an interesting discussion because um, she just shared with us that those people come back to a very known mindset. So they decided they had to build a business case. And we were, you know, talking about that, why this happens since none of them had been convinced by a business case in that case, right? And we were talking about how things are sometimes unquestioned in our mind or in our society, how values are, we are anchored, as Isabel was saying, values that we don't think about, we just take for granted. And sometimes we need to question them because they're where changes are going to happen, right? And um, we were talking about, there is a, a chapter in the, in, in the book um, that, it, that talks about it is personal. Um, and, uh, you know, the name of this show is Sustainability from Within. And we started by talking how this happens from inside out. And I think that in this chapter, you also explore how this change that we are um, longing for or maybe experimenting somehow comes from inside out. It is personal. It's about changing the mindset. So, and then I think that there is a connection with uh, the thinking and the being that you explore in another chapter. Maybe um, you would like to talk a little bit about that, you know, how we develop this mindset by this perspective. Um. You know, once uh, I finished uh, the research, I was presenting the preliminary findings in a conference. And there was a woman in the audience that said, uh, oh, you did this research because you wanted to understand what happened to these leaders, mm-hmm. how they changed, what is it that they knew. And you said you wanted, once you understood that, mm-hmm. we could design a program so to intentionally develop a new generation of leaders. Mm -hmm. So now that you have the findings, do you have a program to develop it? (laughs) And I said, oh, no, not really, but why are you asking? You said, oh, because I am in a a master's program of hospitality and tourism here in Fairleigh Dickinson, and that would be very interesting for our students. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, maybe if you want, I can design it for you. Mm -hmm. So she said yes, and I was excited. Now I finally had the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. But then I said, how, how will I convert what I have found into learning outcomes? What are the things that we uh, would be developing and how? And so I said, let me see if going back to the journey of these people, if I have some clues of what, it, what could happen. Mm-hmm. And I found that there was a common pattern. Mm-hmm. It started with them uh, seeing information about what was happening out there in the world and connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. It was not just fragmented information, but it was about making meaning out mm-hmm. of facts and figures and saying, 
how did I contribute to that? Mm-hmm. How am I a part of this problem? So what they did is they heard, gathered information, they received it, but they started to reflect upon it and mm, ask themselves these questions. Mm-hmm. And then after they started to have these questions, how am I contributing? What is my role? Am I a bad person? What should I be doing? Then the need to act came. Mm-hmm. I have to share it with others. I have to uh, uh, tell others what I just learned. I have to bring this expert so other people hear him. I have to give this book to other people. I, we need to do something. I cannot be the only one that mm-hmm. sees things that way. Mm-hmm. So then I said, well, uh, interestingly, the similar sequence happened to me because I was uh, recalled that I was sitting in my chair reading these texts from school and f- learning about the terrible things that were going on on the planet, social, about social issues. And, and I was sitting there crying, mm-hmm. saying, oh my God, uh, all this is happening. I have been living in a bubble. And how, how am I contributing to this? Mm-hmm. And then I felt so bad. I said, I cannot just read about this. I need to do something. What am I mm-hmm. going to do? <laughs> <laughs> One day I said, hey, I went through the same cycle as these people went. Mm-hmm. So then I said, let me use this and do a similar process with our students. So what I decided was a, a, a program where we start with information sort of the state of the planet, you know, mm-hmm. a very high level, mm-hmm. but uh, broad, so mm-hmm. that we see really what is happening at social level, at economic level, what is happening in, uh, in, uh, environmentally, what is happening in peace, what is happening at many different levels. Mm-hmm. Energy, water, contamination, waste, uh, you name it. Mm-hmm. And we don't go in depth into anyone, but what we do is constantly ask ourselves, what does it mean for you? Mm-hmm. How how does this connect with your life, what you're mm-hmm. reading, what you're hearing there, when you see these figures or these images, I use a lot of images, mm-hmm. what do you feel, what do you think about that, mm-hmm. how does it connect with your life, so that we make it personal. Mm-hmm. It's not just information in our uh, intellect. In our it's mind. not a cognitive thing anymore. Now we are bringing it back to our heart. Mm-hmm. And from there on, the need to act comes immediately because mm-hmm. that is the, the way to escape from the pressure. Yes. Otherwise, you feel overwhelmed. You're a victim. All these things are happening. What can I do? I'm so little. What difference can I make? No, that's when we need to act. Mm-hmm. Okay, find one thing that you can change in your habit. Mm-hmm. Find one area where you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Or find one area. So I, we help them get into projects or uh, explore new habits or habits that they want to change on their mm-hmm. own so that they get, develop a self of, uh, self-confidence, actually. Oh, yes, I mm-hmm. can do this. It's possible to change. Yes. Oh. So that is the sequence of thinking, being, mm-hmm. and uh, an action, which uh, uh, reinforces itself mm-hmm. all the time because we learn more when we get, go into, uh, into action, when we go and talk to people that we never talked or we learn about something where we can be of service. Mm-hmm. We, we learn and then we feel and then it reinforces the circle. Mm-hmm. So there are several loops. Mm-hmm. 
Fantastic. Do you experiment them, your students, have any spiritual awareness in this process as well? Like, Well, I push them. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that I push them, but I, uh, I look for different uh, ways of uh, challenging their thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, there is um, uh, an exercise I created. It's called the Little Zen Master. Mm-hmm. And the Little Zen Master, I introduced him the first day of class, It is a little Zen master that sits on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And they cannot see him, but he's there. And the little Zen master comes up every week with these weird exercises. (laughs) (laughs) And, for example, ask them, uh, go and spend one hour in nature without your phone. Mm -hmm. And do nothing. Wow. (laughs) Just be there and then come back and and write about how it was. (laughs) Wow. What? One hour doing nothing. A whole hour? (laughs) A whole hour, yeah. Uh, One day I did it uh, in New York and it it was in the wintertime, so I couldn't say go out in nature, there would be freezing. So I said, okay, go to a coffee shop and you have to spend 45 minutes in the coffee shop don't take your phone nothing just sit there you don't have to do anything just sit there mm-hmm. and so one woman wrote I said well I went there and said, oh that's sort of odd oh, what will people be thinking of me I'm sitting there doing what and wow. so she ordered her coffee and she realized that she kept thinking what she should be doing at the office and she mm-hmm. said oh no 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 I have to be here because this is my assignment I have to be here mm-hmm. uh, it's okay that I am not working okay so then suddenly she said oh I never noticed that there is a, a smell of coffee here oh I come here every day I never smell it. oh there's music oh how nice oh, they have music here I come here every day interesting and then she sees a guy coming in with his cell phone and ordering, just looking at his cell phone, not looking into the eye of the, the barista. And she said, look at this guy. Oh, that's me. That's me. Wow. That's me. Yeah. And it was shocking. Yeah. And then she looked at the watch and she said, oh, I think the 45 minutes are over. I said, oh, only 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, you know, that is how I invite them to connect with an alternate way of perceiving, uh, mm-hmm. connect with the different senses, connect with their silence. Mm-hmm. With and, connect, and connect with their being, right? Yes. Connect with the being that, that we are all, because we are so connected with doing. our minds and doing, doing. <laughs> doing all the time. Yes, I need to act all the time. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And you know, just, I... I I didn't know that, but searching on your book and when I was um, looking about some things that you have done, I discovered a a poem book. (laughs) (laughs) You have been doing a lot of homework. (laughs) I just loved it, you know, because it's there. So, oh my goodness, I didn't know I had a poem book. (laughs) Actually, two. You have two poets. One in Spanish and one in English. Yeah, I so they are different. And that's what I'm going to ask. I'm not here, but I was going to ask you if they are different or not. But they they are different then. Oh, yes, there are a few because there are a few poems that I was able to translate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some I write in Spanish and then I see if I can translate in the English. Others I write in English and then I see if. But sometimes you just cannot translate, and so I understand. They are different. 
<laughs> so my, my final question to you is how for you this vein that you have, you know, you have written two books of poems, your poems, the ones that you have. And I, you know, I think that I heard you telling stories that look like poems. I know that you have this uh, sensi sensibility, right? How does that connect with the development of a sustainable mindset? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I have no clue. I think that for me, I need to express in some way, and people express, connect with their soul in different ways. Some people connect fishing, mm -hmm. others connect feeding their pets, mm -hmm. others connect uh, cleaning the house, I don't know, uh, doing art mm -hmm. and... I try to find ways where I can release that, that tension yeah. that comes from my head and poems are a way I process my emotions. Uh, that. And it's your way to connect, right? Yeah. So yeah. That's, uh, that's your answer. Yeah. It's your mm. way to connect. And maybe we can, each one of us, find a way to connect with this source and way of releasing emotions and really tap into a larger consciousness as well, right? Yes. Yeah. But you know how, how it happens probably to you. Sometimes you do things and then you say, oh, I don't think that I did it. <laughs> it yes. just flew through me. It flew through, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like an interview. It, I guess when you do an interview, it just flows through you. you you're not planning every, yes. every word you say. Yes, definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful because it flew through you because it comes from a larger place, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Isabel, we are finishing unfortunately it was very fast mm -hmm. I want to thank you very much uh, yes. for your availability and maybe you know we can back here to explore a little bit more of other things and I want to invite you and invite the audience for our next show it will be also an interview with uh, Susan Tezenga and Pamela Tezenga they had written together a book called Unlo um, Unbroken Love which is their story about how Pam overcome her addiction. Um, it's a beautiful book and it's connected with sustainability in that place where we tap into a larger place. We tap into unconditional love. We tap mm -hmm. into this place where things flow over mm -hmm. and flow through us. So... Thank you very much. You again, Isabel. Thank you for you that are listening. Um, you know, if you have any question, come to my website, come to my email, write. And uh, if you need to connect with Isabel, she's always uh, available in her website. She's at um, bigbangbing.org, right? Is that dot com. Dot com, Bing, big, big bang, bing dot com. And, and that's it. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you, Sibeli, and pleasure to be with you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainability from Within. Please join your host, Sibeli Salviato, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until the next program, have an amazing week filled with the life you want to lead.